Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Happy International Day of Yoga. It, it's International Yoga Day. Bet you didn't even know that. I wonder how many of you, our nighttime listeners, are yogis, because that's what they call them. If you're into yoga, you're a yogi, I believe. That's the lingo, isn't it? Not too many, I would guess, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're all sitting there, you know, with your legs crossed on the ground and making that little thing with your circles, fingers. Because maybe that, that's a stereotypical image I have of somebody doing yoga in my head, going, home, home. I don't know. Is that how you do yoga? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, it's everywhere, isn't it? And to be honest, I know very little about it. But this whole yoga, Pilates, mindfulness, wellness crack, or wellness crack, it, it, it's not going away. And it's not all good either. There is a bit of a dark side to the health conscious world, I suppose. And here to talk to us a little bit more about it is Anne Leonard uh, of Bikram Yoga in Dublin. And she joins me. She owns one of the oldest hot yoga studios in the country. Anne, good evening to you. Good evening. How are you doing? Good. And but firstly, why do you call it a hot yoga studio? What's the difference? Is there a cold yoga studio, or is, is there a difference? Well, I think there are some. Um, well, we are, we heat ours to forty degrees, but Bikram yoga would traditionally be forty degrees Celsius. You know? Celsius. Um, yeah, there's some that are less less hot. That but Jay, you'd be sweating, wouldn't you? Forty degrees Celsius. So yeah, ex- no, it is hot. And to be honest. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's like holding a mirror up to yourself. Everything comes up, you know. So well, how you escape doing a yoga class? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Okay, so anyway, getting back to my stereotypical view of yoga, because I know nothing about it, right? And we'll get to the darker yeah. side in a few minutes, and I'll talk to you about that as well. But getting back to yoga itself, I mean, is it really sitting down with your legs crossed, with your two fingers in little circles and your fingers abrupt in the sky going home? It can be. It can be. There are so many different types of yoga. You know, we there's Hatha yoga, Shtanga yoga, Yangar yoga. I mean, there's just so many different ones. But um, we do traditional Hatha yoga, but it's in the heat. Okay. But there are so many different types. I mean, there's laughter yoga, there's yoga with goats, yoga with dogs. I mean, there's yoga with goats there. and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And where did where did yoga originate, or where does the name even come from, yoga? Well, it's from a yoga um, union. Basically, it originated in India and all through, I mean, I think it's about 5,000 years old. That's when Patanjali, he would have been the kind of the godfather of it all, wrote yeah. down these, you know, postures that have carried through the ages. But, um, I mean, it, a lot of the traditional, you know, the tradition comes from India. But, of course, it's been changed as it comes to the West, you know. I mean, you know, in India, for example, you know, most influential gurus would say a class is 90 minutes long. You know, here in the West, here in the West it's changed to an hour, you know, half hour, you know. It's it's just different. It's changed definitely as it moved westward. And I, I can understand how we would talk about the basic stuff, which is the sitting down with your legs crossed, going home. I can understand how that can be good for your mindfulness because I suppose you're emptying your thoughts in your mind and focusing on yourself. Yeah. And, and trying to... Mind. Yeah, trying to compartmentalize your problems, I suppose. But from yeah, a f- well, you leave them. Yeah, you leave them. You, 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 they don't have the same resonance in your mind anymore. You know. Yeah. It's uh, you know, at the end of class, you just feel like a lift. You feel a lift. It's 
it's it's it's really amazing now. I have to say, and I can't it, believe you haven't done a class. I know. I must try it. Uh, do, so, do they only leave your mind for that period of time, or are you training your mind to kind of rid yourself well, of them permanently? It buys you twenty four hours. He oh, says okay. it buys you twenty four hours of mental, just you know, mental wellness. Mm. You know, and you know, and then of course, if people have injuries, if people have. You know, it depends what people have going on. But the days that you really don't want to do yoga are the days you need it the most. So that's the, when you benefit the most. Okay, so how will how would I benefit? Use me as your guinea pig here, right? So how would I benefit? Because my biggest problem in life is that I stress and I worry and I'm anxious and I'm paranoid and I'm all those things. Physically, I'm fine, usually, thankfully. I'm in reasonably good health, apart from the odd element every now and again. But I'm in reasonably good health. So um, it's more about my mind. So I want to relax my mind and take things more as they come rather than constantly being trying to challenge myself to do things. So how do I, how do I relax it's my mind? It's all about the breath. You know, you loosen, you loosen the lungs, you loosen the muscles. You get, you know, things move more freely in your body. Like when people come into yoga, you can see on a Monday night, their shoulders are up closer to their ears. You okay. know, they're just more stressed. Right. They tighten up around the triangle of stress between the neck and the shoulder blades. That's where 90% of people will hold like That's where I get my stress. pains. That's the only place. I always get these kind of pains yeah. and I'm constantly moving my head in circles trying to get rid of those pains. Yeah. And you need to backward bend. When you backward bend, it releases, you know, it releases a lot of that. There's so many postures that can help release that. Is moving my head in circles any good for you? know when people do that, they kind of do this thing where they move their head around in circles trying to get rid of those pains in your shoulders? Any movement is good. Any movement is good. Any movement gets the... But, you know, I was actually thinking today, even those poor guys who are stuck down in that submarine, whatever. But, you know, when you do yoga, you train your lungs. You train your lungs to use less oxygen for the same task. But when you're stressed, the body immediately uses more oxygen. I said so that I to one of the experts we spoke to earlier on about those poor unfortunates. Yeah. I said, they, he said they had S, X amount of oxygen left for, you know, till 12 o'clock tomorrow. And I said, but I imagine, because they're all being told they're probably going to die, they're now stressed out, they're anxious, they're probably going to use more oxygen. Yes, unless they can keep their breathing under control, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just terrific. But I mean, you know, if they can keep the breath moving, like most people, when they get stressed, they start to breathe through their mouth. If you can keep it going through your nose, it activates the body's natural relaxation response. I'm practicing. I'm practicing here. So (laughs) would you take, do you take short breaths or deep breaths? Well, the more yogi, the better your stomach muscles, the the primary muscles, the rest of the system, the stomach muscles and the intercostal muscles. The intercostal muscles are between the ribs. Oh, I know. I damaged them once. I damaged them once. I strained an intercostal. Breathing oh. if you hurt your intercostal. Well, I, I, I did, three or four years ago, I did myself a, dam- a bit of damage. I don't know what, I think I, I sneezed one day, right? And I dropped to yeah. the ground in pain, ended up in A&E. And it turned out that I had wow. torn an intercostal, whatever you call that muscle. I had, I had torn it. And they told me, like, it can take a year for that muscle to heal. It can take so long for that muscle to heal. Yes. And yeah, and it's 18 months firmus, the you know the insertion point in the femur into the hip. There's so many injuries that it's time will heal everything, but yoga will accelerate the healing process. Right. So, so I come into so, your studio and I say, look, I just want to feel better, mind and body. I just want to feel better. What are you going to recommend to me? What do I do? Well, we have our class is kind of is basically the same each time you come. It's a 90 minute class, 26 yoga postures, 
happy yoga postures in four degree heat plus two breathing exercises. So we always begin with healing the lungs. So you spend the first 10 minutes of class taking deep breaths and exhaling and basically getting the lungs to work, okay. to work better, to stretch out the lung tissue. You see, lung tissue is elastic. It wants to stretch. stretch. Yeah. But when you're stressed, it tightens up and it becomes like a tight fist. Yeah. So when you come to yoga, you release it and you recruit more capillary beds so you can breathe easier, more oxygen, the blood supply, and just you feel so much better. Yeah. You know, you okay. feel so much better. It's amazing how you feel. And where does, where does Pilates, because that's a kind of new thing here in Ireland, it's kind of taken off over the last well, 10 kind years. Of half and half. Joseph Pilates, I think, took the roots of everything he does from yoga, but he came up with his Pilates system. But in Pilates, they don't backward bend. See, that's, the, I think, the biggest differentiation. In yoga, we backward bend, and backward bending heals the spine. That's, what we, that's, that's where we come from. But I think in Pilates, it's all about the core. Now, I'm not a Pilates expert. So I can't really tell you what happens. That's the thing with the bed and the, and the, the, the wires and yeah. the handles. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the core, the core, the core. Like in yoga, we don't use any, um, we don't use any props. Well, in the yoga we do, we don't use any props. It's just you and your body, you know, and you and your mind, and you get through it, you know. Yeah, okay. And uh, sorry, Roisin, by the way, has just texted and says, no, I was in Bikram uh, Yoga in Dublin for a class once, and Leo Varadko was there. He's gorgeous, she yes, says. Yeah, he's been in, yeah. So, yeah. so Leo does a bit of yoga. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay, all right, okay. So well, maybe all the stress of being the Taoiseach, I suppose, you know, and he wants to just get rid of it and clear it all out before the next day when he gets attacked by the press again. But okay, so the outcome for, say, people with injuries, say with back aches or, you know, neck aches or whatever it is, you yeah. know, is there specific moves then that they have to do to get rid of those yeah. aches? Yeah, like each part of your spine, each part of your spine, you basically, when you backward bend, you release the front side, but you also begin to strengthen the muscles. You see, a lot of people with back pain, back pain would maybe have weak abdominals. Their shoulders would be tight. You know, it's just, you release everything. Basically, yoga will, will address everything that you've got going on. It's like an NCT. You, know, you move through the postures. Like, for example, we had a lady in class last night. It was her first ever class. And she had an accident with a scooter. And she broke two of her wrists. And this was 18 months ago. But the posture that addressed the wrist, she had an immediate reaction to that posture because the body stores trauma. So if you've had an, you know, something adverse happen to you, the body will store that trauma. And when you do these postures, you release the muscles, you release the trauma. Like I fell off a horse when I was 14 and I hurt my back so badly that I couldn't tie my school bag for the best part of the year. My best friend did it. Mm. I'll always be eternally grateful. But the thing is, I remember the day I released it because I could see the horse galloping through the field. Yeah. You know, it's just like the longer you've had the trauma in your body, the longer it takes to release. The, the, the sooner the accident, the, the easier it is to release. So that's why it's so important to keep the body moving and stretched and active after these accidents, and after these injuries, because that's when you've got the greatest opportunity for healing. You know, the longer they, they manifest in your body, the worse it all gets. I mean, you know? do, do you ever get people who kind of get upset emotionally in your class? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When we first opened with this American guy coming and he actually couldn't continue his practice because he would feel so angry after the posture that releases the heart. You know, the heart chakra, the, um, where we store all our emotions, there's a posture called camel posture. And, you know, it's a backward bend. It's a deep backward bend. It comes 15 minutes before the end of class. Uh, but it's so good. You feel so good after class. It helps sort out issues we all have. It empties 
you know, it helps you sort out problems, you know, just mm. emotionally. So it kind of lets all that trauma out, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And whatever you've got going on in your life, you know, I mean, everybody's different and everybody reacts. It's, kind of like, it's almost like physical counselling, isn't it? It is. Do you know something? I always think it's like counselling combined with, because, but you're counselling yourself. Yeah. Do you know, like, it's, it's really like through the 90 minutes, everything will go through your mind. Everything that, you know, relates to your life will go through your mind. It really, really is. And I suppose it has, in popularity, it has its ups and downs, pardon the pun, but it has its ups and downs. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming COVID had affected it badly, uh, like every other business. Yeah. I don't know if you're back to where you were before COVID, but the other big problem you're going to have, and you keep telling me that it's 40 degrees, it must be costing a fair few quid to heat the place. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think in Ireland we're paying the highest energy bills in the world because I was out in India in last December. We are. There's no thinking about it. We are. Oh, mm. I know. Mm. Like, <laughs> I was at this symposium and I said, hey guys, how are you all getting on with your electricity bills? They didn't know what I was talking about, except now the Dutch studio people were saying, yes, it's expensive. But I think here in Ireland we are just, you know, it's so, so That's expensive. That's what I'm saying. So and keeping it at 40 degrees, I'm sure, is expensive because I know what it's like really keeping crazy. keeping your average house at 19 or 20 degrees, which is what your normal house temperature would be, is difficult enough yeah. for people. Yeah, no, it is. It's shocking. It's absolutely shocking, the the, um, the energy price. You know, oh. I shouldn't laugh, but what else can you do? You no, know? true. Does that increase the price of membership, by the way? <laughs> well, yeah, no, we've got a, we've got an energy supplement on at the moment, you know. Okay. We have to. We wouldn't be here otherwise. No, you wouldn't, I imagine. <laughs> so you'd have to have. Yeah. And I suppose yeah. you, imagine you have a lot of success stories. I, I'm assuming it doesn't work for everybody, by the way. Um, but it works well, for some people. What, sorry? You either love it or hate it. There's no ambiguity. You come in, you love it. But people will feel something at the end of a class and that's what brings them back. I mean, I've had people come in to me. <laughs> we had this hairstylist and she's now a teacher and she came in and she goes, I hated this yoga, she said, for the first three months. But I'm a hairstylist, so I'm bent over clients eight hours a day. So her shoulder, her wrist, her elbow, it was all locked up. She said it was the only relief she got. Yeah. You know? So I mean, it's just, it depends on your job. We've got a lot of taxi drivers. I always say to taxi drivers, stretch up and touch the ceiling at every traffic light. Yeah, Don't I'm, wait. I'm going to do that now. Stretch. See, I spend my whole day, because I do two shows a day, and, I, and like it's five hours sitting talking, right? So apart from yeah. exercising my vocal cords and my mouth, I, I'm sitting all the time. So I'm actually going to stand up now. See, so because I'm sitting all the time, I end up, you, you, you do end up kind of, with that neck ache because I'm I'm sitting and I'm looking down at a desk in front of me here. It's a kind of, you know, faders and all sorts of things. So I'm constantly looking down all the time and, and I'm sitting yeah. in a sitting position. So for, and I suppose there's loads of people who work in offices who are in sitting positions all of the time. That can't be good but for you. Can you know, you can really, really, in yoga, you learn to use the muscles. Mm. So without even thinking about it, you kind of use them outside of yoga too. You develop patterns. Like for example, the stomach muscles. If you can really use your stomach muscles in a sitting position, you'll notice that you sit more forward of your seat bones. You know, if you were to fall really hard in your bum, they're the bo- they're the bones you fall on. Yeah, well, you your cocklets or your cockics, whatever you call it. Well, just a little bit forward of that now, the, the seat bones. But basically, you, you'll notice that the weight goes forward a little bit, and th- there's always natural curvature in the lower spine anyway. But the shoulders will go back, and you really, really, when you use your stomach muscles, your whole torso changes position. Mm. And is it good for, for I'm, the women are going to be asking me this question, so I might as well throw it in. Is it good for losing weight? It is. It's good. I mean, everybody, I mean, weight, 
it pulls in the heart. You know what I mean? You need to be at an optimum weight is, is just more beneficial for you health wise. But the, in, in the yoga we do, the, um, the fat cells begin to burn the last 30 minutes of the class. They're used as energy. But yes. the first hour is a warm-up. Like the first hour, it takes an hour for the body to warm up. And this goes for Olympians, everything. It takes an hour for the body to warm up. So once the body is warmed up, that's when the yoga really kicks in. That's when the calories begin to burn. That's when the fat cells are used as energy throughout the blood supply. You know, it's just... And do you ever have anyone with that kind of heat? Do you ever have anyone like flake out? I think I'd flake out in that heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we've had a couple of people over the years, definitely. I mean, I had a Japanese woman come in one night and she was so pale. I thought, my God, you know, but we call it the five-minute pain. It's going to happen to happen in the first five minutes of class. But you see, a lot of people don't eat. I mean, it's crazy. You have to eat before you do. Before you come to yoga, you've got to eat. You know, you can't just come in. I mean, we want people to come in an empty stomach, i.e. you just haven't eaten a big meal. But you have to eat that day. Like, it's a surprising amount of people who come in to do a 6.30 p.m. class without having eaten much all day. I'm looking at some, I'm, I'm some of the text yeah. that come in. Somebody says, Niall, I had lower back pain and I did 21 classes of hot yoga in 30 days and I don't have it anymore. I, I couldn't sweep the floor before, says Pauline. Yeah, so it yeah. obviously worked for her. Yeah, no, it does. It does work for pain. It does work for pain. It, it dissolves pain at a molecular level. So it dissolves it. You know, the heat is like a panacea. It kind of dissolves the pain. A bit like a paracetamol would work, you know. But it's very, 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 um, it's just therapeutic, you know. It's so, so, you feel good, you know. It, mm. get, it gets everything moving. It gets everything. And also the muscles become stronger. And that's ultimately what will keep the separation in the vertebrae and the spine. Because a lot of people, would, you know, if you try and think of your body, and each plexus will relate to a certain area of your spine. So the spacing in the spine is so important. And when you backward bend, you develop that spacing. The more spacing you have in between each and every vertebra in the spine, the more the messages pass from the brain out to the muscles. The, the body can just work more easily. Yeah. We had one guy come in, he said um, he had to adjust his car seat because his head was chopping off the top, it was touching the top of his car. He said, I've grown taller. I said, you haven't grown taller. I said, you've just created space in the spine. Multiply it by 26. It can be quite a lot, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And back to the mind again, okay? So I suppose when you're anxious or when you're worried or when you're paranoid, that peacefulness, for the, even for that short period of time, is enough to park everything. And, and indeed, if your mind is feeling better, well, then your body should generally feel better anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, one follows the other. Yeah. So but, but, now, but also the heat, the heat, you can only really concentrate on what you're doing at that very second in time. You know, you can't think about, did you put the recycling bin out that morning? You can't think of my car tax paid. You can only really think of that very moment at that time. You know, it's impossible to try and, you know, worry about the future, worry about the past, because you can only be in the moment because the heat drives you into that moment, you know. Now, you own, obviously, the it's the oldest hot yoga studio in the country, and it's called the Bikram yeah. Yoga Class. Now, people are going to say, so what's unusual about that now? What's unusual about it is the name. And the name was used by many different yoga classes, but you decided to keep it, even though the name got a bit of a reputation. Um, and so, yeah. firstly, maybe you should explain to people that there was a Netflix documentary done about this particular name. Explain to people, because yeah. I'm not familiar with the documentary, so maybe you could explain it better than I can. So what, what was the documentary yeah. about? But I, I know The see, movie yeah. came out about, I think about, just before, I, actually it was the November before 
November 9, 2019, Netflix, um, I think it's an Australian producer. To be honest, I knew every single person in the movie. Like each person I recognized. There's only one woman I didn't recognize and I knew her name. I just didn't recognize her because, you know, pretty, a lot of work gets done in LA, you know. Yeah. But in any case, it, it, it basically it went through the entire, um, uh, you know, Bikram. Bikram is a very... Um, you know, a very, very, very gregarious person. He's a bit larger than life person. He's been known He's called not, the Harvey Weinstein of yoga. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know when to keep. He doesn't know when to keep his mouth. He just says what he thinks. He just has no filter. Okay. No filter, and he does talk about sex a lot. Okay. You know, when you're at a class, he'll mention what it's doing for this, what it's doing for that. He talks about sex a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, that translates then into his life outside. He just, he's hes over the top. That's what I will say. He's completely over the top. Mm. And where is he now? Now, I know there was civil cases taken against him. He's just, yeah, he was cleared of all criminal court. He was cleared from the criminal mm. courts, but he has, he's run out of money now, to be honest. Um, mm. I don't think there's been any cases, civil cases in the last, since the documentary anyway, because um, there's an insurance you can buy in America that can protect you from these kind of lawsuits and they pay off you know, I don't know the people, but yeah, personal liability case, type insurance or whatever. Yeah, yes, hmm. he um, thought he was above that. He didn't need it. Da, 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 da. Anyway, so he's absolutely bankrupt. He's living in um, Thailand. He's in Thailand at the moment. He's just completed the te- the first teacher training since COVID. We actually had um, one of our students was out doing the teacher training. So it's two classes every day for nine weeks. At the end of the nine weeks, you are floating. You literally do not know yourself. You don't know, hardly know your name. You're, you're so, it's, it's really, really quite intense. Two yeah. classes every day, two 90-minute classes. You're doing an awful lot of yoga. And then there's a lot of, you know, the classes. Is it expensive? And, Is it expensive? To, to... It's about, I think, about 12,000 euro, I oh, think. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, expensive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is expensive, but it's a life investment. I mean, there's a lot of people who do it. They don't even plan on teaching. They do it just to get, like, for example, there was a guy in a wheelchair on the teacher training. Now, I don't know what the full story is, but I do know that the photographs that I've seen of him at the end are very different to the photos at the beginning. You know, like, you know, it's very, it, it is life, it's, it's a transformation. It's a complete transformation over the nine weeks. Mm. You know? Yeah. And so it, it kind of has a darker side. So th- there was other yoga cl- classes or should I say companies, organizations that were called Bikram, but they changed their name because of the reputation yeah. this particular documentary had given. And, and did the documentary damage the business, the reputation of the business? To be honest, we were out the door when it launched. The, the November, have you seen it? No. It, it, the first hour, I would say, is just all about the yoga and how amazing it is. And then it kind of takes a turn. And, it, you know, they interviewed Sarah Bourne. They interviewed, I mean, I know all these women, you know. Mm. They, you know, basically, they interviewed all these women and their experience with him. Now, personally, I have never been in a room by myself with Bikram. Would I go into a room with Bikram by myself? No, I wouldn't. You know? Because I watch Parrot, yeah. yeah. He's highly charged. He's sexually charged. You know, he's very, um, oh, he's just, I mean, he mm. speaks about sex a lot during class. And then, you okay. know. I get the gist, yeah. He, yeah. He is, yeah, he's very sexual. But in any case, um, the first hour of this movie is very much, like how amazing this yoga is. So we were at the door. We had taxi drivers dropping off people to class and coming in and asking us about it. Amazing. And, you know, oh, I saw the movie. I mean, it just reached a whole different, 
you know, section of society that you'd never really get to, you know. And they were very interested in this. We had a lot of people coming in. We were out the door, and of course, then the pandemic hit, and then everything took a turn to the worst. I mean, we, mm. we were closed like March 25th through mid July, you know. That must have financially so, crippled you, didn't it? That must have crippled Pardon? you. It must have crippled you financially. Yeah, I mean, we did Zoom, but I mean, you can't. I mean, people were like, you can't do it with Zoom, yeah. Trying to heat up their rooms in their houses. <laughs> Porn in their wardrobes. <laughs> yeah, like somebody, one of the women, her wardrobe melted. I mean, she, you know what I mean? And then, of course, they were having individual energy bills and they were going through the roof. So, I mean, it's just really like it was just a weird time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Weird, weird time. I can't, I can't imagine trying to get your house up to 40 degrees so you can do it at home. Mind you, a lot of people, uh, you know, in the fitness and wellness classes made a huge amount of money during COVID uh, doing the Zoom stuff. I mean, there was some celebrity stuff, you know, this guy, what was the guy with the long yeah. hair? What was his name? He, uh, uh, Joe Wicks. Joe yeah. Wicks. Yeah, he made a fortune, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, anything to keep people up and active. Because I found during the Zoom, you you can't really um, relate to the people. You know, I mean, we, I talk the same. No, it's, it's like, it's like when you're meeting world. people on Zoom, you know, or having meetings or whatever on Zoom. Yeah. It, it isn't the same as actually sitting in a room talking to somebody. And I find that, you know, even yeah. when I'm doing my own podcast during the day, I interview people, politicians, whatever it is. And I do it, we, we do it on Zoom on a screen and it's, you know, it's all on video and everything. But it's still not the same as actually, you know, if I'm in a studio and they're right in front of me. It's yeah. just you different. Need, it's called satsang, that group communal energy. You need to be around people. You need mm. to be, and we also say as well, when you do the postures at the same time as everybody else, it's like a symphony. You know, it helps everybody. Like the weaker people are held by the strong people. You know, it's like this invisible energy to the class. It just holds everybody in the posture. You know, it, it's just, you need the, you need the group feel, you know? Mm. You all give off your and, own aura or energy or chi. Exactly, like you motivate the people on the mat next to you, and they motivate you. Yeah, it's not just—it's not just a—it is solitary, as in you're on the mat by yourself. But it's very much communal, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to say, it sounds wonderful. Um, I've never tried it. To come in. <laughs> and after Jane keeps saying to me, "You have to try it, Niall." She's she's encouraging me. But it does, you know. Yeah. She, Jane's actually put up the screen now. I'll pay you to go. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her, we'll, uh, Jane, will comp him. Comp him <laughs> so she give me a comp, Jane. See, the joys of working on radio. You get a freebie. You know what I mean? She might even comp you too. Jane says, I'll pay yeah, 10. Exactly. She said, I'll pay 10 euro. <laughs> is it, by the way, is it expensive? Is it okay to ask you the price? Because I, I don't want to scare yeah. people off trying it either. You know what I mean? But is it expensive? We have, a, we have well, for newcomers, we have a deal, 49 euros for 30 days, and that's been the same for 20 years. We've kept it the same price all the way through. Like, I think, you know, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember if we, were, if we were in the land of punts or not, but it's basically 49 euros for 30 days. But with the energy surcharge, we have a 5 euro surcharge in every class. Okay, and so for that 30 days, can I go as many times as I want? You can. You just have to pay your 5 euro every time you come. Oh, you okay. I mean? But yeah. you certainly know at the end of it, whether you love it or not. But the thing is, you see, I always say to people, yes, yoga is not cheap. Yoga is not cheap. It can't be cheap. Because it's not cheap to eat up a room for degrees. But it's money you won't spend elsewhere. You won't spend it at the doctor. You won't spend it at the physio. You won't spend it at all these other places. And mm. I, I mean, we work in tandem with physios. We work in tandem with, in the wellness industry. We work, you know, we, you know, I would, you know, I would, 
referred somebody to an osteopath. You know, I mean, you know, we do work in tandem. We know what's going to help out people. Like, so if somebody has gone to you with a particular ailment and, you know, the yoga is just not working out, you would have a fair knowledge that you could say to them, well, look, I think you need to go see a sports injury clinic or you need to go to this person or that person. Yeah, like I, I was speaking to an Italian woman last night and I'd forgotten I'd recommended her to go to this osteopath, you know. But uh, she went to him. She went for three sessions and she just said it helps a little bit kickstart the alignment. And then Oh, I got that done years ago. I got the alignment done. I have sciatica. Yeah. And I had a bad back. So I went to see this guy who was recommended by a friend. This is about 15, 20 years ago. I must go back to him again sometime. Anyway, and he put me out on a table and he said to me, hold on for a second. And he started measuring my feet. And he says, one of your legs is about an inch longer than the other. I said, stop. Yeah. And he said, no, honestly. So he put his hand on one of my feet and started pulling the other leg. And then he turned yeah. me over. He aligned fl- your pelvis. Yeah, he flipped yeah. me over and he started pushing with his fingers the muscles down my leg and down my back. Yeah. I tell you what, I got up and the pain was gone. Now, it did yeah. come back about six yeah. months later, but it was, but it was gone. There's no doubt but about it, see, it worked. It was yoga, but the difference is an osteopath can put it into alignment, but yoga can keep it in the alignment because you need to build up the muscles that will keep it. Like, for example, with sciatica, the transverse abdominis, the muscle at the front of your body that connects the two hip bones, if you can have a really strong transverse abdominis muscle, that will create the spacing in the lower spine, like the coccyx to the next vertebra, the next vertebra. And that spacing will ha- give the sciatic nerve the free flow down the leg. So for, an, for example, when, that, when, that, when the spine compresses in that section of the spine, the nerve can't do its job, and that's when people get sciatica. I know. So I, the space but I get it, Anne. I, I get it. I, it. It happens to me about once a year, right? And it's yeah. so random. You know, I don't know, but it's so yeah. random. It's not like I'm lifting something or doing something. I remember one night it happened. I was in Beaumont Hospital, uh, coincidentally. I was going to the car park to get a visit to somebody else, by the way. And I reached into my pocket just to get the ticket out of my pocket. So I kind of turned slightly, reached into my pocket, and literally I fell on the floor with the pain. I couldn't stand up. The sciatica yeah. was so bad. If this happens again, just really suck your stomach muscles in. Okay. Really suck them in, okay. and you'll you'll shift something. But, but then I just take diphene, and it's gone in two two or three days again, and then it doesn't happen for another year. It's bizarre. It's weird the way it happens. You know, it's like the yeah, nerve yeah, just yeah. suddenly gets pinched or something. I don't know. Anyway, look, yeah, it's the been nerve gets compressed. It's yeah. been wonderful talking to you. And if people want to get more information, yeah, yeah, it's great to see you too. If people want to get more information, can they? Do you have a website they can go to? Well, it's bikramyoga.ie. Bikram, Bikram, okay, you know? bikramyoga.ie. And there's lots of hot yoga. It's all over Ireland. I mean, you know, um, it's just all over now. Mm. So, and all yoga works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to think that the road is slightly quicker with Bikram yoga, but I just have to say all yoga works, you know? It yeah. works on so many levels. Yeah. Well, at least you're not being selfish about the whole thing. You're quite happy to see them go to other places too. But of course, let them go to yours. So it's B-I-K-R-A-M, Bikramyoga.ie. And lovely talking yeah. to you. Thanks very much indeed. And appreciate lovely you coming on the air. Thank you too. All right, see you, bye. And you never know, you might see me soon. All right, okay, I might pop in for some yoga. Uh, Thank you, Jane, for that. Jane always finds the most interesting people in the world, doesn't she? You know what I mean? God love her. (laughs) After the break, i got to take a break. After the break, I want to get your calls. Now, how long have I got? 12 minutes. 
It's Jane, do you think they can entertain me in 12 minutes? Will we give them one of your mugs? Jane has a classic hits mug to give away. She'll decide at the end of the show, by the way. She, she doesn't, it's not like you don't come on and beg for the mug. That's not the way it works, right? She'll just decide when we're finished. I'll give it to that person there, that text, that WhatsApp, whatever. She's a bit bizarre and she normally gives it to something quite random. She's odd like that. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.